Operabi podcast, dedicated to points of view, challenges, experiences, and best practices for managing your enterprise data. Operabi is the data intelligence and automation platform that empowers organizations to truly control and leverage their data without complexity. Welcome to another Operavi podcast. My name is Daryl Richardson. I am the chief platform evangelist for Operavi, and I have an, an esteemed guest with me again, um, my friend and colleague, Beth Winters. Um, Beth, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. Great to be back. I'm Beth Winters. I'm a solutions marketing manager here at Operavi, as well as a recovering attorney. A recovering attorney. Yes, she is. And man, I tell you, I've learned so much about law and uh, that I ever wanted to learn from Beth in the last couple of months. So um, it, we have a really interesting topic today, Beth. So we're going to talk. This is going to be kind of a four stage or a four um, uh, podcast uh, series around this checklist for GDPR and, and the customers um, of Operavi and how we can help. Um, so the GDPR checklist is a list of items from gdpr.eu um, and it recommends the following if your organizations must deal with the gdpr regulations right the checklist outlines crucial parts of your customers and organizations to become more compliant with the gdpr process so it will be imperative that customers of operavi understand the needs for GDPR number one, before we can help them become the mechanism that helps enact the checklisted items. So the platform can help the organization manage the massive amount of unstructured data more efficiently than your human counterparts, yeah, right? Which is this automation and you know the intelligence part so you can understand and then the automation as well. Um, so th this was interesting to me because you know I actually just came across this checklist you know when I was doing some research on GDPR um, and I had never seen it but it's really well done and it's broken down into four stages so the first stage which is going to be this podcast which is called lawful bias and transparency lawful basis um, and then transparency this, yeah yeah lawful basis and transparency and then uh, the second one is all around data security and then the third one would be uh, accountable and accountability and governance and then of course the privacy rights which just gets into the the meat of the gdpr regulations so um you know these steps outline how customers of operavi will become more compliant and handle these many upcoming requests right because we all know there's going to be lots of them um uh, but understand too that this is just merely an outline to help understand what the eu has deemed important for them to adhere to Right, so, but it's definitely um, going to be useful yeah. um, when you're trying to comply with other data privacy laws like CCPA. Um, this is something right. that's you know great to keep in mind. Yes, absolutely, and 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 you know the same type of a checklist can help with lots of different privacy laws that are upcoming, absolutely. right? From New York and Massachusetts and Texas and Washington, and then the federal one when when that one comes out. So yeah, so this is really a good baseline for people to understand. So let's get into it. So lawful basis and transparency. So uh, so the first thing is routine or regular data audits. Um, so these are pretty important. Right. I, I, you know, I, I've been around this field for quite a while and, you know, I've always heard, you know, my company's being audited or whatever. But, you know, how do these audits differ from a normal audit, Beth? What do you, what do you think about that? I mean, this is really um, an internal audit, right? You're, you're wanting to look at all of your information 
Um, you want to know what information you actually process and who has access to it. Um, so you're trying to understand, um, really understand your, your data. And a lot of people don't. They never go through this step to know what type of data they collect, what information they have. Um, and under some data privacy laws, it's important that you limit um, the information that you actually collect for business purposes. So you need to know what those business purposes are, why you're collecting the data, and how that data um, advances those business purposes. Otherwise, you're um, not going to be able to comply under GDPR. Yeah. And, and one of the interesting things about this is that organizations that have more than 250 employees must produce these audits to the GDPR regulators. But if you don't have 250 or you have 249 or less, then it's not required to produce. But these reports are really good um, tools to understand the data set. And, you know, platforms like data, um, uh, like Operavi's data intelligence and an automation platform puts everything in that single pane of glass, right? So now you can run reports and say, I want to find all of my data uh, that has some sort of GDPR policy that's been enabled, right, for our company. Um, and then, you know, produce that report, and then you can see where the data is being stored, you can see who's got access to it, um, and you can see that it's, uh, if it's protected or not, you know, so it's, it's going to be a very um, valuable asset moving forward, you know, right. to help organizations manage the data. And I mean, the other part of it, too, is that you uh, create a data protection impact assessment, um, so that that you can you can uh, produce that if you're if you're ever audited, and that will demonstrate GDPR compliance, and that's part of this process. Yeah, it's really 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 important. Um, so the next topic here is to have a legal purpose and justification for your organization's data management process, right? So. I mean, we know that the processing of personal data is illegal under GDPR regulations unless the data is justified per Article Six of of the law, right? What what are you? What are some of the illegal ramifications here? Um, you know, outside of say the Article Six, you know, I mean, what what can an organization collect? legally what can they use it for you know obviously they have to tell their people what they're doing and inform the consumers what the data is being used for but what what do you what other things do you think might uh, might be a problem yeah there's other <laughs> there's other issues related to um data about children there's special categories of of personal data um but you mentioned article six um that states that you know processing is only is lawful only if one of the following applies, right? That the, that the data subject has given consent, um, that processing is necessary for the performance of a contract. So maybe you need their address to ship them something um, or you know, their email address for a similar purpose, their phone number to contact them about you know, their order. Um, maybe process, and then uh, C, processing is necessary for compliance with a legal obligation to which the controller is subject. Um, Processing is necessary in order to protect the vital interest of the data subject or of another natural person. Um, maybe you're collecting health information and records. Um, and then um, processing necessary for the performance of a task carried out in the public interest. Um, 
so right now that kind of comes up with um, with COVID-19 contact tracing, right? That's in the public interest, um, even though otherwise normally you wouldn't really be allowed to collect that type of information about people. Um, and then F, processing is necessary for the purposes of legitimate interest pursued by the controller or by a third party. Um, so really, I mean, there's there's quite a few instances where you don't need consent, but it's always best to get that consent. Um, and in most instances, there's not really a reason not to um, ask for consent. Yeah. And what, what's cool about this is that um, the Operavi's platform can help identify um, potential data that might be construed as illegally collected, right? You know, so, you know, if you're you know, collecting, you know, names, addresses, phone numbers of, you know, these people for uh, a mailing list internally. I mean, you, you know, looking at the locations and who has access to this data is going to be pretty important to protect it. Um, and there's also special cases around um, or special data handling processes for some of the, you know, there's some special categories that are outlined um, in articles 7 dash or 7 to 11. Um you know, what kind of specials, you know, this is, I think this is where the children yeah, aspect yeah. is. But, so, yeah. So um, some examples where, I mean, this is, this is to, um, to help clarify, I think, when you need um, a data protection impact assessment. Uh, in terms of, in terms of minors, if you're collecting any information about minors, um, personal, uh, the collection of personal data of a child is only um, lawful when the child is at least 16 years old. And again, that's when they ask for consent. But under the age of 16, um, you know, a, a parent would need to give consent. And then you cannot collect any information for, of, uh, for, from children under the age of 13. Um, so this is really... Um, important and, and it's where some companies get into into trouble, um, especially you know with those electronic devices that are specifically for children, um, for you know educational purposes or um, you know IoT type devices, um, voice activated devices where a child can you know kind of engage with with a platform with the internet. You know what can really help here um, is you know the classification policies of of data platforms like Operavi. So, I mean, there's, you know, Operavi has over 140 um, pre-built policies, um, which I believe over 60 of them are GDPR related, you know, in the different countries um, relating to sensitive and private um, information. So uh, it, it, it certainly could be that tool to kind of give you the gateway intelligence into understanding, you know, where this type of data is and to help to see if you're actually collecting data illegally that's outside of the boundaries that you've already let these customers know. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, um, and I mean, the other thing about, um, about like the EU, there's 27, you know, member countries right now, and each of those member countries has their own individual laws as well. Um, related to data privacy or, or the collection of sensitive data um, that you really do need to be aware of. And then there's other, you know, countries in Europe, not part of the EU, that um, may have similar laws. Currently, the UK 
is part of uh, is is um, complying with GDPR, but we don't know, you know, if, if that's going to continue. Um, so it's really important to understand all of this on a per country basis to understand if you're actually collecting uh, data about citizens in the EU in the first place. Um, even if you're not um, look, if, even if your company is not located in the EU, uh, this is a way that you can uh, find that through Apparavi. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, looking around in the, in the platform, it's, it's amazing how much data there actually is being collected, um, you know, about the data, you know, all the metadata, all the contents, all, and then add that, the classification on it. Um, to, and then looking at all that data in one single location, even if you had a hundred different servers or storage or NAS or thousands of mobile laptops and workstations. You know, it's all right there in front of you. So it's pretty cool. So let's take a look at the final one here for this um, this topic. So provide clear information about the legal justification of data collection within your organization's data privacy collection processes. Article 12 of the GDPR law states that an organization must state what types and for what purposes data is being collected on them and how the data will be used and who will have access to this data, right? I mean, it's, that's a long-winded statement, but, you know, it's, it's pretty compelling because, you know, this is, this is where a platform is going to give you the information around the access and how it's being stored, right? It's up to the organization to inform the users um, of the use of this data that's being collected on them and, and the... And then what types of that data is right, and this is right? this is part of one of the basic rights of the GDPR. It's the right to right to know um, what type of information they're collecting on you, um, that they are collecting your information in the first place, how they're processing it, I, um, how they're keeping it safe, and even without having you know these requirements under the GDPR, I think it's really important these days to demonstrate. Um, to your customers uh, that they can trust you with their data. Um, they, yeah. People are very hesitant to trust uh, companies with their, with their personal information. They don't think co um, companies are um, being transparent about it. And uh, that really erosion of customer trust can be very damaging to a company's uh, reputation. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the, the uh, you know, going back to the platform and, you know, how the automation happens and, and how this processes are made more efficient is how easy it is to find data within your organization if it's being managed by the platform. I mean, I've I've seen even novice users who, you know, have a hard time using Windows Explorer to find information. I mean, it's really cool how you can add facets, um, you know, with the the context of the data, you know, adding metadata fields to kind of call down this information to get to a more relevant data set quickly, and then add that on the classification so that you're only working with GDPR related data. It really makes it easy to make those decisions and act on this request of the delete, copy, collect, or move. Right, and you can, right? you can mean, really, really you know, get those laser focused searches, as you mentioned with Operavi, with our really powerful platform. Um, we can, you know, create these complex queries um, that are not, you know, difficult to uh, to search, but it's, you know, um, a lot of different search terms. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I think that's that's one of the 
huge benefits. You get these laser-focused searches with Operavi. And um, this part of, of the uh, lawful basis and transparency step um, you know, is, is really fundamental. You have to include this privacy policy on your website. Um, but you can't create a privacy policy unless you know what information you're collecting, so you can disclose that. That's right. This has been great. I mean, that you know, the the, the lawful basis and transparency, um, you know, topic here is is kind of the fundamentals of getting started here. You know, so I think if you can follow these three steps and um, be compliant with these. I think you're going to be well on your way as an organization to be compliant. Absolutely. Um, our next, our next process, uh, our next podcast here in this series of, of four will be data security. Um, so everyone, I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, again, my name is Daryl Richardson, the chief platform evangelist for Operavi, and uh, stay tuned for our next one. And uh, everyone, have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Operavi podcast. For more information, see operavi.com or contact us directly via email at info at You can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter for the latest news, tips, and insights on data intelligence and automation. We'll be back soon with more, so if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review, or share with a friend or colleague. Thanks, and see you soon.